This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. I heard um, Peter Cosby mention the Jacob Javits Center for some reason. I don't know why. I'm too busy looking outside. It's like this really big... 77 WABC trolley. I've never seen this before. Oh, that's what, really nice. That's what we were supposed to take. I know. <laughs> during the, the summer, yeah. I know. It's really nice. Really, I mean, it's missing my face in the name of our show, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, oh there's Sid. Sid always thinks it's all about Sid again. <laughs> Damn right I do. It's all about me. That's right. Team but on a serious note, it's a gorgeous trolley. Yeah, it is. And it's big. It's like, it's big. Yeah. So um, we didn't mention the Jacob Javits Center, and I do want to congratulate John and Margot Katsimatidis, Chad Lopez, specifically, and George and Emily, the whole crew. But tonight is the Marconi Awards, and WABC, this is amazing, folks. Just trust me. Where we were a couple of years ago when we sold off Nash and PLJ and the Urban Station, and me and Bernie were just treading water. And where we are today, it's a miracle that they were in business, B, thriving, C, this show has become the most important show in the country, and D, we're actually nominated for two Marconis tonight, including, and this is a direct testament to John, Margo, and Chad, legendary station across the country. So congratulations to John and Margo and Chad on that. We're also nominated for News Talk. So uh, two nominations coming up for WABC later on tonight, so best of luck with that. I also want to give a very special thank you to our friends at Ramsey Auto Group, in particular Ramsey Mazda, for being our sponsor today for the entire day for Back the Blue. My friends Arthur and Beth Picciano, these are great people, always in support of a great cause, always been very loyal partners, always here to support us at WABC and the initiatives that we do. And i got to tell you that I've gone to their event. They do a, a Bike for Autism event in New Jersey every summer, and with my son Gabriel diagnosed with dyspraxia, I certainly have a very close relationship with the autism people, and uh, Beth and Arthur do a great job with that. They back the blue, just like we all do here. We can't thank them enough. Arthur usually comes on with me on the air, but he's traveling right now, so Arthur, buddy, thank you for always being here to support Back the Blue, and thank you to Jimmy Conroy. I've known Jimmy for many, many years. He's a great guy as well. It's Ramsey Masters and WABC's Back the Blue, and it's all day. A man that always backed the blue on Long Island, always one of the great politicians in my lifetime in New York, 1A and 1, him and Rudy Giuliani, longtime congressman, and of course, Homeland Security, and all that good stuff. Now a star here at WABC and one of the finest people I know, my dear friend Peter King. Good morning, Pete. Good morning, Sid. Great to talk with you, and congratulations on the nominations. Well-deserved, and uh, all the way to victory. All the way to victory, yes. Um, But I want to talk to you about the cops, especially on Long Island, because right now I can make a very strong argument that between Pat Ryder, you know I love Pat, in Nassau County, and Rodney Harrison in Suffolk County, you'll have a harder time getting a more impressive pair of individuals than Long Island sports right now. Fair to say? 
Absolutely. First, let me say my father was in the NYPD for over 30 years, so I have a, a great affinity for the uh, police. But you, you talk about Long Island, Pat Ryder, Rodney Harrison, both of them are great. I've known Pat for years. He uh, is actually a neighbor of mine. He was in Wanchow. I live in Seaford. He was a great cop. He was a uh, tremendous help when it came to Homeland Security. He was really in the forefront in Nassau County and pushing that. And Rodney Harrison, I knew him in the city. I know he's doing a great job out in Suffolk. All the cops I talk to in Suffolk, whenever I see him, he's always first class. Both of these guys are first class. They're top law enforcement officers, and they understand people. They're respected by the uh, men and women in blue, and they're also respected by the community. And they're really uh, great guys. They give Pat special credit during the whole George Floyd, all those riots and demonstrations. Pat kept Nassau County totally under control, never backed down at all. A great cop, great guy. And a lot of these cops, you know, Pete, they're disheartened by the DAs because they go out there, they put their lives on the line, they get no credit, you know, they're no good, they're racist, shut up. And then they arrest somebody <laughs> when they really do. And um, and then the, the, guy, the bad guy's out in like 15 minutes because all these DAs are racist and crooked, all of them. And you happen to have, along with Ryder and Harrison, your two DAs, Ray Tierney, Suffolk County, and uh, my friend and yours, Annie, over there in uh, in Nassau County, Andy Donnelly, uh, also two tremendous DAs. Yeah, you have the commissioners and the DAs working together. Uh, and I'm talking to Bill Bratton, Bratton a few years ago, and he was saying that no matter how bad things had gotten in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s, uh, the uh, city council is always, always relatively conservative. You had people like Peter Vallone who actually worked with uh, Rudy Giuliani and Rudy come in. You had the DAs who were all pro-cop. Now, except for Mike McMahon in uh, Staten Island, you know, the other four are certainly not pro-cop. You know, and Bragg is absolutely the worst. But, no, it's a different thing. I mean, the cops always had the district attorneys on their side. They worked together. The city council would come up with the funding when the cops needed it. When they wanted to add extra cops, it was Dinkins or Rudy. When they wanted to put in extra cops, the city council always went along with it. The city council is always trying to defund the cops. So it's really a, the cops have their hands tied behind their back. And uh, to me, it was really epitomized during those George Floyd riots when the uh, uh, cops were out there being hit with bricks and Molotov cocktails been thrown at them. And you had people like Governor Cuomo saying he was proud to stand with the demonstrators. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. I mean that was uh, – and I don't know, almost any politician who during that time came to defend the cops. I mean, the cops are under siege everywhere and literally under siege. I was talking to a cop who got hit in the face with a brick and lost all his teeth. He was in the ambulance being taken to the hospital, and they tried to turn the ambulance over. And yet there was not a word said about that in the, uh, you know, in the papers. You have law school students throwing Molotov cocktails at the cops. It was a horrible time. And, you know, going back on it now, the one person you can really – one of the first public figures to come forward defending the cops was Cardinal Dolan at that time. He wrote a great op-ed in the New York Post. Today that's almost forgotten. But at that time, there were very few people standing with the police. You know those DAs. No, you're right about that. McMahon uh, on Staten Island, and you know Melinda Katz is going to win again. George Grasso calls me every day, but he ain't beating her. So Melinda Katz is going to win again, and Darcel Clark's going to win again. And uh, I know Gonzalez in Brooklyn, and who am I missing? Uh, one more, uh, Manhattan. You've got uh, Levine. Oh, so uh, Bragg. I mean, so they're not running until next year, but it doesn't look like any changes are in store in the near future. So these cops are still going to be dealing with these commissioners and cops with, uh, you know, DAs that are Democrat and uh, really care about the criminals more than the uh, than the victims. But anyway, I want to get to um, your guy, Anthony D'Esposito, because I only know Anthony because of you. 
you uh, called me way back when and said, you're going to love this kid. He's really impressive. And Danielle and I met you and your lovely wife, Rosemary, at King Umberto's for dinner one night. He was there, him and Joe Cairo, you know, the whole mafia. And I love the kid. And he was on again this morning. I know you heard it. He said, basically, Mike Johnson should be, will be the next Speaker of the House. He took apart some of his classmates inside that chamber. And he talked about his experience as a detective and a cop all those years with the NYPD. And he said to me, he goes, you know, Sid, when you called me last night, and I did call him, he goes, the person that I spoke to right after you was Peter King, which said two things to me. A, nothing gets done on Long Island without talking to you. You're like John Gotti at this point. You're the king. And B, you're right. This kid, the Esposito, Peter, he's really impressive. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. No, he's really first rate. And, you know, we should probably stop calling him a kid. This guy was a, a career detective in Brownsville. He's chief of the fire department here in Island Park. He's active, uh, active firefighter, active cop detective. And now he's really fighting hard down in uh, uh, Washington. He and I, during this whole mess over the last few weeks, we must talk or text each other five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times a day. I mean, he's really committed on this. And, uh, and I, I think, again, I'm, I'm not down there, but from what I can sense, I think Mike Johnson is probably going to get it today. I would have voted for Tom Emery yesterday. Uh, I, I would certainly vote for Johnson today. I don't know him that well, but I know him well enough because uh, I guess he came in in 2016 and I left in 2020. And his last uh, year was COVID, so I didn't deal with him that much. But uh, I, he was very helpful when it came to the 9-11 health uh, 9-11 compensation. He was on a committee. And uh, you know, a lot of those guys from the South aren't that enthused about New York. But Johnson was very good. He was uh, he was on the subcommittee when that uh, uh, a retired cop, Alvarez, came down. Uh, Louis Alvarez came down to testify. The guy was dying. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 You know, Johnson was there that day. And, no, he's, he's a solid guy. I mean, he's probably you know, more conservative than you would be. Like on issues like abortion, gay yeah. rights, et cetera. Yep. Having said that, he can deal with everyone. He's not. He's not an ideologue, and uh, he's he's well respected. So hopefully, he can get it done today. We can't you can't always get the perfect person in these jobs. We got to get a speaker, and we got to get someone who basically represents the Republican Party. And Mike Johnson does. So I know that Anthony had actually uh, I think voted for Byron Donalds the first time through. He did. Uh, he's he's yeah. from Florida. Actually, he's from Brooklyn. He's a Brooklyn guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I yeah. Know. He's a great so, guy uh, too. He's a great guy, Byron. Great yeah, guy. And he, and he would have been a good choice, but in the final vote. Uh, Johnson got by far the most votes, so hopefully they can all, all come together. We're not going to have some guys on this, you know, standing on the sidelines, posturing, trying to make a name for themselves by you know, blocking the speaker. So uh, yeah. it's important. Listen, with Israel and everything going on in the world today, we have to have a united front. We have to have a speaker in there. Uh, we can't be telling the rest of the world that we're crazy. We don't know what we're doing. We can have our own disagreements. We have to stand together. And certainly on this issue with Israel, we got to get the aid there. Whatever they need, we have to stand with them. And I tell you, I am so disgusted by the students in this country, by the young people. I was talking to uh, uh, Mark Penn, the pollster. He was telling me, he did a poll, that uh, 35% of young people don't even believe the attack happened. 
that yeah. ISIS attacked. Right. A majority opposes that, anyway, that, 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 that Hamas attack. They, they actually yeah. say it's all propaganda created by Israel. Yeah. Didn't happen. They say it never happened. The Hamas never did the attack. All that stuff is all uh, uh, Israeli propaganda. And then you have someone like Tlaib down in Washington still saying that it was Israel that bombed the, uh, uh, the, yeah, the hospital. And I would say probably there's a good percentage of the world is going with that first story. That it was oh, yeah. Israel that did it. Oh, yeah. And that just shows how hypocritical it is. But you know who else is going with that story? And you know I've done this. How many years have I said to you, I congratulate John Stewart. You talked about Mr. Alvarez, God rest his soul. Right. And Stewart was right there with you and Alvarez in court. And Stewart did an awful lot. You did the most, but he did an awful lot to help us get money for these 9-11 families for 100 years. But to be honest, and I'm sorry to Bill O'Reilly, too, because for some reason he seems to like him. John Stewart is a huge pile of dog crap. That's all he is. So you're talking about the students, Megyn Kelly. Put off a list of folks last night, headed by yeah, Alyssa Milano, of celebrities who, guess what, want a ceasefire because they think the Israelis are much too heavy-handed with Hamas. And guess who was on that list? Scumbag John Stewart. Yeah, I showed, I showed John Stewart was on there, yeah. No, listen, these, these actors and actresses and so-called celebrities have no idea what they're talking about. And to call a ceasefire, that would be like us calling for ceasefire against Japan after Pearl Harbor. I mean, this is insane. And also this whole thing with the hostages, you know, the way they're stringing it out, they could keep the whole world hostage. I mean, it's like you take hostages and you kill uh, 1,400 people, but you can't be acted against as you give the hostages back one by one. They are using the hostages. And listen, with my family member over there, I'd say do whatever you have to do to get them back. But when you're... Is, you know, you're Israel, or you're, uh, you're the United States. You have to look at the larger picture. And the larger picture is all you're doing is providing a roadmap for Hamas and Iran and Hezbollah. Kill as many as you want, but take a few hostages, and we can't retaliate. Well, that's why they did it. I mean, uh, you know, that's why when Donald Trump says they were smart and everybody in the world is mad at Trump, sorry, idiots, he was right, because they did this knowing this was going to happen. And what I'm disappointed is, is that, to your point, I hate to say it because it's not my kid. If I was Rachel Goldberg, whose son uh, Hirsch has been kidnapped, or or that young lady's mother, you know, Mia Shem, maybe I would right. speak differently. But I understand now, unfortunately, some of these people will become casualties of war. But if you're going to wipe out the enemy and the terrorists, you got to go do it. And the fact that Netanyahu is listening to Joe Biden, who couldn't give a rat's ass about the Israelis, to be honest, that's really starting to frustrate me. Yeah, Israel's going to have to do what it has to do. Uh, I assume there's you know, a lot of pressure being brought by the U.S. as far as maybe you know, weapon supplies, munitions, and all that. But again, if we start doing all the negotiating for hostages, and listen, negotiate all you want, but don't hold back on the military attacks, all you're doing is encouraging more hostages. They're going to be taking right. more hostages knowing that that's how they get what they want. That's so right. no, it's a, it's a bad decision. And right now, this is a really a make-or-break time for uh, Israel. I'll be honest, I, I thought from the start that uh, all the favorability toward Israel was going to die out sooner or later. It just happens, unfortunately. I didn't think it would be this quickly. I didn't think you'd see yeah. so many demonstrations. It shows how organized they are. Just like with George Floyd, within two or three days, you had thousands of demonstrators flooding the streets of New York. Yeah. All uh, you know, with the walkie-talkies, everything planned. Then you see that, that, that uh, pack of goons down in the 
Bay Ridge on uh, was it Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night. night. Five thousand. Yeah, they turn out these yeah. thousands and thousands yeah. of demonstrators. Yeah. How they can do that, and uh, so and unfortunately, people are listening to that. You watch CNN. You have to show both sides. There are no two sides. There was no two sides between Churchill and uh, and uh, Adolf Hitler. I mean, there's no two sides between U.S. and Japan during World War II, and there's no two sides here. Israel is right, Hamas is wrong, Iran is wrong, Hezbollah is wrong, and anyone who sides with them is morally wrong. If you were here, I think I'd kiss you on the lips. I'm glad I'm not there. I know you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were great. I mean, what you just said was so perfectly said, and uh, you're just a great guest, but more importantly, a great guy, and the cops love you. I've been to... Brooklyn Cyclone Stadium with you on big nights for servicemen, the FDNY, the cops. Everybody loves Peter King, and I'm the first person who can tell them why, because you're just a great guy. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Sid. Really appreciate it. Again, you're the man. You too. God bless you. There he is, folks, Congressman Peter King. That was a heck of an appearance.